We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle. I am your host, Chris McPherson, and today I'm joined by two co-hosts. Uh, so out here at the Ants Nest at Aberglassen. The first of my co-host is Ash Harvey. She's the uh, coach of the ladies tackle team in the CRL Women's Comp. How are you, Ash? Good, thank you. And our other co-host today... Uh, he was uh, fairly well known in the old sports castle circles. He, I think, might have even won an award for the King of the Bradman Club or something like that. We called it uh, none other than uh, Aberglassen's own halfback, Mick Akers. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's good to have uh, two hosts on here with me. So uh, hopefully we have plenty to chat, and we might start uh, not too far, just up the road with the Group Twenty One competition. It's uh, talking a little bit off air. It's a little bit of a, a, a dog's breakfast, I suppose, at the moment. It's a bit confusing. Teams playing each other back to back weeks and all sorts of things, and some really interesting results uh, on the weekend. Scone, they look like the team to beat at the moment. 44-6, to six, they ran out winners over Denman. Um, I'm sort of hearing that the likes of uh, Jake Watts, JJ Apthorpe and uh, obviously Adam Clydesdale doing, doing the business for them. It's a pretty pretty handy names there. Yeah, they've pre- uh, got a pretty red-hot side, to be honest, and four-team comp. Um, yeah, they're going to be the powerhouses, I think, Group 21. Yeah, the um, end of the day, I suppose you can just time your own, just... Don't have to win any games. Just get to the you go straight to the finals by default. Yeah, top four is it? Yeah, uh, top five. Abelas is going to go and join at the finals. Oh, how's that sound? Ah, scrape in the five, eh? Yeah. yeah, it's been a bit of a shame. Obviously, Greater Brankston only just up the road here. They've you know, dropped back to the, the B grade or the reserve grade there, um, and also Musselbrook. So hopefully, you know, some of those sides can start to come back up. But um, I guess we'll wait and see. You know, Singleton and Scone have both got some pretty handy acquisitions. Uh, speaking of Singleton, they got pipped in a bit of an upset, 32-30. Um, I guess probably a little surprising aside that you know has the likes of former NRL players Chad Redman, Frank Paul Milsala. Frank Paul wasn't there on the yeah. weekend, but um, a good result for the Tigers, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it. But uh, Aberdeen, they always seem to turn up for each other. Um, I remember playing a couple of years ago when Ronnie Griffiths was out at Greeter and coaching, and um, they won the grand final in I think it was 2015 or 14 maybe. But um, Aberdeen, they were always pretty strong and. Even with uh, Josh Schmiedel, he's not there this year, but yep. um, they always seem to sign some good players. Yeah, they're certainly a tough bunch, and, and a trip trip out to Aberdeen's always a uh, they're always a, it's a nice opening. It's very welcoming to the opposition, aren't they? The crowd out there, it's uh, a little bit of a different atmosphere. So um, yeah, certainly interesting. As I said, though, obviously we see those two matchups now flipped around and played at different grounds, and and that's what we see for for the next round. So Musselbrook up at Musselbrook is Aberdeen versus Singleton. We'll start with you, Ash. Who do you like in that one? So the uh, Tigers versus the Greyhounds. I'm going to go Tigers. The Tigers? Yeah. Go back-to-back against Singleton? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Red Dogs will take the chocolates. Yeah, I, th- I think especially if uh, they do get uh, Frank Paul back on deck, it'll make a big difference. Um, that sort of experience doesn't go astray, that's for sure, and it was only two points. Uh, big guy, week. Bailey, won uh, two losses in a row, so you'll have them firing. Yeah, there'll certainly be. A, I think there would have been some um, firm words at training this week, uh, being the, the competition favourites, I guess, going into the season with those two big signings. The other game is Denman Scone up at Denman. Um, Scone undefeated probably for a reason. Everyone else has just got the one win so far. Do they keep their undefeated run going? Yeah, I think so. I think Scone are going to be too good, mate. Yeah, I'll be on the thoroughbreds as well. Ash. Scone. All in all in agreement there. Then uh, in the reserve grade, we'll just run through the scores and then this week's fixtures. Uh, we had Scone, 16, defeated Denman, 6. Greta Brankson looking like they're really struggling for numbers and, um, I guess, depth there. They went down 22-0 to Musselbrook at home. Uh, Mary War, who are the pace setters, they won 20-8 against Aberdeen. And Singleton, 30, snuck home against Murrurundi at 26. So that sees Mary War and Singleton sitting undefeated. It might be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know what the depth is like out there at Mary War, but they might be on the radar of first grade next year. The yeah, Magpies. Um, Mary Wall, they've always been pretty solid in reserve grade. Um, I think it's just the fact of uh, numbers out that way. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that competition in regards to first grade only having four teams and reserve grade having about eight. Yep. Um, yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, and I, and I had the suggestion from uh, Tony Delaney when I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. We sort of talked about it and sort of wondered whether, you know, Singleton and Scone might, you know, obviously their resources and strength, they might look at maybe joining the two of his cup and those other sides might either 
you know, go to Group 4 or, I mean, you don't want to see the demise of a competition, but, you know, it starts to get to a ridiculous point if they lose anyone else and four, even four teams, like, you can sustain it for one or two years, but that can't be a, a long and ongoing ongoing competition, I don't think. No, it's just like the 18s. I think they've had four teams in the 18s over the last three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... It's a little bit different with the juniors yeah. too, though, I suppose, because Singleton and Scone obviously got a bit of resource behind it to get those players, the Clydesdales, Millisalas, Chad Redmond, those sorts of guys. Um, and I certainly think, you know, the, the likes of Singleton and Scone with, you know, it might take a year or two, but they'd get themselves, they'd be up and about in that mix within a couple of years, I think. Uh, might be a bit of a gap to start with, but I think the quality of the Newcastle, Hunter Rugby, uh, sorry, the Newcastle Rugby League probably isn't where it once was. It's still quite a strong competition, but... You know, you see Singleton and Scone, they're strong in all the grades there, so it could be it could be a transition that we see down the track, but I guess we just watch this space for the moment. Yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, so this weekend we see Greta Brankston uh, host Aberdeen, Mary War host Singleton, uh, both on Saturday at 3 o'clock standalone fixtures, and then the two Sunday games, which will be the curtain raises to the first grade games. Denman take on Marirundo at Denman, and Musselbrook will take on Scone up there at Musselbrook, so... It's good to see, obviously, Musselbrook, as we said, not having a first grade side, but still getting to host a, a full day of footy with Aberdeen. You know, I'm not sure how that agreement came about, but you know, agreeing to take their their first grade home game over there. So I don't know whether that was, you know, coerced nicely or what the story was, but you know, it's good to see he's trying to sharing it around a bit and you know, not seeing the end of first grade footy in Musselbrook at least. Nah, that's it. Um, won't be happy with the fans, I suppose. I've seen a couple of Facebook posts. Yeah, there's there there a few people. WTS getting thrown around left, right, and centre, but. <laughs> End of the day, it's not that far, but yeah, it's you know you want to have your home games, I suppose, and um, yeah, there'll be a few people disappointed they can't be drinking at McKinnon Field. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we might jump along and you know we'll move into your forte, Ash. And this is where we're going to expect you to step up and star the, uh, the. You can update me on the exact name. I always get this wrong of the competition, the women's competition. What what names are going by this year? I think it's women CRL combined open yeah. something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's it's a bit. It, the competition names are getting longer and longer. Yeah. It's, you know, it's all a mouthful, especially once they start throwing sponsors in. But <laughs> the, the Ants have got a side in there this year. I think it's first year in tackle. Yeah, first year in tackle. So we've had the two, uh, the two years of league tag and obviously been successful in that. But, um, yeah, just wanted to branch out and, I don't know, give the girls around this area an opportunity of a bit of contact. It looks like it's going all right so far. Yeah, we're, what, five rounds in and five wins, so can't complain. Is that the players or the coach? I'm going to say the players. Definitely. That's very, that's very, mod- <laughs> it's very modest. If the bloke on my right was coaching, I don't think that would be the answer <laughs> yeah. we'd get. Um, so, last weekend, chalked another win. Yeah. Give us a run through on, on, on how you went and who that was up against. Uh, it was at Karua. Uh, at Karua. We were pretty, oh, we only had what, one sub to start off the game uh, with two of the players uh, arriving later in the half. So, um, yeah, we ended up winning 34-0. It was pretty uh, aggressive. They had some big shots on. I'm sure there's a few um, on Facebook. Yeah, so I was, was going to say, they got the hit of the week, and, and that was a fair hit. It's yeah. something I noticed. I watched Waratah and, is it Maitland United that's in the comp? Yeah. I watched them play in round one, and while, you know, the, the level of execution, those sorts of things, isn't necessarily at the same level as, you know, you might get in your A or your B grade at the men's, yeah. some of the hits are fierce, though. Like, you've probably seen them down here as well. Like, the girls don't miss. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, good, and the girls are actually loving it. So um, I think our women's tackle team, they're um, very crisp with the footy, and um, they play to their strengths, and probably not a very big side compared to the other teams, but um, very classy, I think, what yeah. I've seen. Yeah, and I saw the start of that. I think it was the um, down at Central at the start of the year. There was the, the combined days, and you played Central and Berkeley in the preseason. Was that was that late last year? Uh, that was the nines. The nines, yeah. 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 yeah, you can see there's certainly some ability. You guys stacked up a lot smaller, and that's probably carried through. And I'm guessing a lot of the girls have probably, or a bunch of them, have come from the league tag and decided to go into tackle. Is that what's yeah, happened think, a lot? Yeah, I think there's about seven league tags and that back up for tackle. So it's good to see. Yeah. Did your better half go out for both games, mate? Or? Uh, no, my better half. She's um, number one priority tag. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so she plays tackle as well, obviously, yep. when they don't clash. and. Yeah. Playing the halves there as well? No. 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 What's she playing the tackle? Um, I think she plays a bit of centre and a bit of dummy half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did she give you a few pointers? Oh, no. I've taught her everything. <laughs> she tackles better than him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a whisper that he's the third best footballer in the house. So. <laughs> Re- Revy's going to be making an impact in no time. Yeah, she's number one. She got her um, brand new boots tonight, actually. One of the tag girls brought a pair of um, pink footy boots. and yeah. So she's been asking for boots for a while. and 
there she was running around training tonight with her pink boots on. That's awesome. It's great, great to see. You know, that this, it's very much the atmosphere. Like I came down to the training session with you guys earlier in the year, and it's very much that sort of family feel down here. You know, everyone gets around everyone, and, and it's nice with the community down here. And you know, a fairly new club, only been around for what's the third season. Yeah, third season. But you know, going from strength to strength, obviously in a growth area, and. You know, you obviously share the ground from time to time. The Maitland United guys use it down here too, I understand. Uh, they're at Coronation now, but we share yep. with um, West Maitland Juniors. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely got a good relationship with them. And hopefully um, years to come, them juniors, if they don't go off to Maitland and play grade, um, they can come to the Ants and they've got somewhere local to play. Gives them some options, which yep. is great to see. Obviously, you know, West Maitland no longer has a senior club, so... Great to see, and it, you know, as we said, a growth area, so really good. Uh, so in terms of that ladies tackle, who's the who's the team hot on your heels? Ah, uh, Berkeley Vale. I think they're the team to beat. They're really setting the level in our competition. So I've heard I haven't really. Did they win the comp last year? From yeah, memory? they won um, against Maitland United in the grand final last year, which a few of them girls have came over over to us. So I think there's that core group are actually from Maitland United. So they've got to be. A, Bit of experience. So. It's good to, good to see, obviously, the strength of competition too now. I think it's at seven teams. Yeah. Um, so, you know, going to that next opportunity. And obviously, if there's any girls that are interested in playing, you know, there's plenty of clubs around. Obviously, if they're around these parts, they've got the option of, you know, yeah. Aberglass, and I'm sure you'd encourage them to come down here. But obviously, Maitland United, there's Thornton. Uh, Thornton. Yeah. So it's obviously a hotbed up here mm. of, of girls' talent. Then you've got Karua, Waratah, Berkeley Vale down on the coast. Yeah, a wobbicle. Yeah. There we go. You're the aficionado, mate. You've got it, got it all over. So, and, and this this weekend, um, where, where can where can everyone come and check out you girls playing? Uh, we play at one thirty down at um, Akechi's Oval um, after the men's and the ladies league tag. See the main game. Yeah, main game this week. Changing it up. Yeah, I noticed the men's time. We'll get into that a little bit later on. I noticed. I was wondering if that was a typo. Twelve o'clock. That's going to be a bit of bit of, bit of uh, midday sun for you, mate. Yeah, on, on a um, Sunday, I think. Well. Yeah, just changing it up and have it earlier so yep. people can get back to the pub before it gets dark and support the great sponsor that is. That's it, the Rutherford Hotel. Not too far away at all, just yeah. down the main drag there. No one likes to play at two o'clock on a Sunday, are they? So. No, you don't want to be playing at twos and threes. By the time yeah. you get to the, you know, you you know, it's five or six o'clock and you start to think about going to work at six a.m. the next morning. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah. Um, so well, no, definitely, obviously, a big day down here. Then, so the three grades down here on Sunday. Yep. So Sunday. anyone in the local area, there's. It's, it's one of the things that sort of amuses me is that pretty much everything's played on Saturday like, and it's they're all at the same time. It's great to see, you know, people mixing things up, trying some different kickoff times to see what works. I'm still actually intrigued there's a lot of the teams on Friday night, but no one's really tried Saturday night yet. So yeah. it's, it's an interesting one. Obviously, you know, it's hard. You know, Friday night's good to get it out of the way before the weekend. But And you guys had a Friday night one last year? Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of Friday night ones, um, tag and tackle. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. I think we had one bar TV match up here um, for Arendelle. It was commentating, yep. done fairly well, so it was a good night. Is that something you look at again this year, do you think, or just with the three teams that when they're all at home makes it a bit hard? Or um, Yes, yeah, probably hard, like we do raffles on a Friday night at the um, major sponsor, and um, I think like we've got netball team too, we can only really do a Friday night if the netball are doing the raffles, um, yep. help us out in that way, but um, yeah, we would have been playing Saturday, probably Saturday night this week, because um, the last junior game's here at 2 o'clock, so that yeah, would have right. finished at 3 ish, so it could have been a Saturday night game. That's why we sort of pushed it on a Sunday this yep. week. Uh, happy days. Well, anyone in, in the Maitland area or within driving distance on Sunday, come down, check out uh, what is sure to be a good game. Do we know who the girls in the tag are playing up? Who are they up against? Yeah, the girls have got Fingal Bay. Um, they've played them once up here at home. Yep. Um, that was first game. A little bit rusty, but we got the job done. Um, so it should be. Fingal Bay is not a bad side. They've got a couple of nippy girls, and um, yeah, it should be a good game, I think. And the girls still sitting atop the ladder. They've been defending premiers, obviously. Yeah, mate, uh, undefeated this year, so they're going very well. So what I'm what I'm hearing is the boys are the only one dropped the ball. They're the only one that have lost games. Yeah, lost but, one. But still, They've only lost one. But you're boys. still right up the top <laughs> as well. So yeah. Um, and and that game that we'll get to in a little bit is going to be a belter this weekend. So I think it's the pick of the games in C grade. But we might start with the the uh, wrap from last week, and uh, we'll run through some of the scores and. Um, a few little surprises in some of the lower grades. I think the A grade was pretty much to script. Most people in the uh, League Castle Tipping Comp picked up four with Dudley beating Windale on Friday night, 20-14 to 14 in the local derby. Dora Creek and Fingal Bay, the two undefeated sides, went head-to-head, and that was 24-16. Dora Creek, Fingal Bay got out to a bit of a lead at half-time, and uh, Dora Creek reeled them back in. And it was great to see two games covered on Bar TV last week. Hopefully we can get more and more. The 
the more coverage we can get for the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League, the better. Uh, Waratah snuck home late against Cardiff. Uh, they were out to a pretty substantial lead, and Cardiff reeled them back in. So great to see that Cardiff remained in A grade. Obviously, it looks like they might be a bit more competitive with those new signings. Yeah, they're looking pretty strong there. Yeah, so, and the final game of the round, Belmont South 32 defeated the other new boys, University 20. So, again, you know, good to see some close games. The first few rounds, there was some hiding. So, looks like it's getting back into the armrest, which is what you want with an A-grade competition at the moment. Yeah, that's it. I think it, well, this week shows that the um, competition's very close. Um, I think after a few teams get a few combinations, um, you know, with the amount of um, clearances and that, at the start of the season, I think combinations play a big factor and um, I think the other teams can match it with Dora Creek this year. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. Dora Creek's obviously a pretty stacked side, but, um, you know, the old, the old saying goes, you know, you don't win premierships in April and May, so it only takes, you know, one or two losses at the wrong time of season. If you Even if you're the minor premiers, we saw it in a couple of grades last year and they went out the back door, so... Well, we saw that with Shortland for a couple of years, didn't we? Yeah, yeah well, that's exactly right. You know, <laughs> they, carry, they were carrying Motahu, Merritt, all these sorts of names for a while and... I mean, they eventually broke their duck in their 50th year, which was great to see, but unfortunately it came at a bit of a cost to the club and, you know, great to see them reforming and, and probably a good transition into B grade. They took on East Maitland on the weekend, Shortland, in their first B grade game and got the win against the Griffins, but it uh, looks like the Griffins have started to, it was talk, you know, and, and we'd heard some rumours of, you know, a bit of uh, dissatisfaction in the camp and Noel Dent being a bit frustrated with some of the commitment and stuff around, you know, I think they forfeited the weekend of uh, uh, Groove and the Moo and a few other things, so... Um, hopefully, you know, that's sort of they've, they've consolidated what's going on there because obviously having a team in East Maitland is pretty crucial, as we said before, you know, you've got yourselves here, but West Maitland's gone by the wayside, but, you know, Maitland United here as well, and I think, you know, strong teams in the Maitland area is pretty crucial in the Newcastle and Hunter competition, and hopefully we can start to see, you know, a couple of those Maitland area sides pushing back up into A grade in the coming years. Yeah, 100%. East Maitland's been around for many years. Um, one of my local junior clubs, very good club, so it's good to see them. Yeah, you know, furled aside, they were taught that the, they weren't going to get the players, but um, yeah, they're up in B grade, and I think they'll go good. Yep, yeah, certainly. Yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing what else we can see from there. And everyone always loves a trip to Henny Penny Stadium. <laughs> the wafting of the Henny Penny across there. When you referee there, that's bloody difficult. It's very distracting. <laughs> uh, in other games, Katara they knocked off Malabula twelve ten in what I'm told was an absolute belter of a game, very physical contest, and that's up at Malabula, which is not an easy road trip to. To take the two points, and that's Malibu's first loss of the season after they've moved up to B grade. Woodbury, they came down to B grade and they knocked over Glendale 24-14. And uh, I've been pretty impressed with the bits I've seen of Glendale and what I'm hearing out of there. So that's a good win for Woodbury and um, it's their second win of the season. So hopefully they're on the right path now after losing their captain coach uh, off to Gloucester due to his personal reasons. We touched on that last week on the show. Uh, and then Morpeth and Westwall's end, 30-all draw. So... That Morpeth side's got some uh, some names that you would have come across in your playing days, the uh, whale boats and the likes. Yeah, and I think um, I've seen Josh Griffiths' name there is last he? week, was it, or Joey? Yeah. I, uh, I, one I, of the Griffiths boys, so that's a big signing. That is a big signing, so that, that'll certainly um, be interesting to see. And it obviously took it to the young pups from Westwall's and the Magpies. They're a pretty young side this year, which is interesting because for many years they've been the seasoned veterans and the grizzly old campaigners out at Westwall's End, so it's good to see the the turning of the tide. They've always been a good junior club, so some of those guys start to come through and play at their local club rather than going on to yeah, what used to be termed the district clubs, I guess. Uh, in C grade, uh, we had uh, Gloucester with a win 28-14 over Morissette. I, I really think that Gloucester's one of the teams that are watching your grade. What have you thought of you know the score lines you've seen from them so far? Yeah, I think Gloucester, they, they're going to be pretty strong all year. Um, I think they got a few shift workers and that, but um, at the back end of the season, I think they're going to be one of the top teams. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I think there's a few sides that could be very interesting once they get all their players on the paddock. And even Morissette, I'm quite interested. I'm going down to see them playing the Bar TV game on Friday night. That'll be certainly very interesting to see um, how they go. They've recruited a number of guys that were playing at Tookley, and obviously Tookley no longer with a first grade side in the Central Coast. So a few of them are come up to Morissette. Um, in other games, Walls and Maryland, they uh, chalked up a big win. That was an interesting way to break their duck. 46 to 4 over Budgie Boys. That's the first win they've. Actually chalked. They did get the fourth from East Maitland earlier in the year. So another side that you can't underestimate. You know, like folks like Lowy going around there. Jeremy Lowy's he must be about 45, but he's, I think he chalked 250 odd games, 200 or 250 games last year. So um, a season campaigner there. And uh, have you guys? Got, well, you wouldn't have seen more than Maryland as of yet. No, I haven't seen him yet. Um, actually, I've seen a few of them run out after the ladies' league tag game. Um, they played uni, and uh, I think they were short on troops that game, but. Um, 
a new one face, Dylan Baker. He's um over there playing. I don't think he's played for a few years, but played junior nights with him back in the day. Um, very good um, forward. Yeah, yeah, they, they brought a few boys back out of the woodworks sort of low. He indicated that because essentially what happened was when the Shortland side, I think, folded, like Jaden Tung and a few of those boys went back over to get Shortland. You know, well, they didn't fold, sorry, when all those players left. They went back over there, so I don't think they've had to sort of rustle, rustle a few trees, trees and cages out in the Grange district and get some boys down there. So it's good to see that they've ended up with a side because I know at one point there it looked like they might not have a side as well. So, and again, a team that's been around forever and a day and uh, it's certainly an interesting venue to go and visit out there at the Grange, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no one likes going to play there. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> no, you get, you get a fairly hostile reception. That hills it. It's a very unique sort of ground in, in its own way. Like, it just looks like a nice, welcoming you know, open paddock, and then as soon as those people get a few beers in them on that hill, <laughs> there's some inventive phrases come out of that hill that I've heard when I've refereed out there, that's for sure. Yeah, they've got some words that I didn't even know before I went out there. And, of course, the big one in C grade last week was the Abergas and Ants, 34 over Raymond Terrace, 18. Give us a bit of a rundown on that, uh, Nick. Yeah. yeah, I think um, like, uh, Terrace not a bad side. Um, you know, supported by Brooke Roach, their um, captain and coach, I think he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, up front, but yeah, I think uh, we went well, eh? Um, it was tight in the beginning, but we sort of drew away from it and, um, you know, a couple of 50-50 calls against us and went with us, but um, yeah, it was a good win in the end. The crowd was pretty vocal on us, so yeah. um, got a bit heated at the end. There was a bit of... Um, Game got a bit grubby, but the... Um, I'm sure you weren't seeking out Brooke at that point. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> oh, he actually... Yeah. No, he's... Um, but the ref took a bit of control, so um, I think yeah, next time we play him, she's going to be a fiery one. No love lost between the two sides. No, no. They've certainly... Um, as I said, I saw, saw them play... Um, probably going back a couple of weeks out. I watched the first half of them against Adman at Kersley. They've got some uh, seasoned campaigners, might be the best way of putting it. It's certainly, yeah. obviously, Brooks been around for many a year, and you know, was in his in his prime as one of the best props running around in first grade. And I'll tell you what, there's a couple of young boys from Abermain that found out the wrong way that you don't run straight to Brook Roach. Oh yeah, yeah, he's. Um, I don't know how old he is now. He'd be. Well, I saw something the other day, and it was the early 2000s. It would have been about 2002 when they used to have the Lower Hunter competition. He was in the Lower Hunter rep side in 2002, I think. So yeah, that right. means that that makes for me that means he would have been about. 20 or 21 then, so he'd be get late 30s to 40 at the moment, but um, yeah, he certainly doesn't miss when he hits a bloke and st- still can kick a field goal as well. He kicked a field goal last season, picked one of those up, so you know, yeah, right. if he gets close, he might be the man to watch, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely still goes good, hard as nails too. The, the um, thing I love about Brook is he'll beat the living daylights out of blokes on the field, but off the field he's one of the nicest guys you can come across. Uh, always great for a chat, but he doesn't give an inch on the field, so that's what it should be like, I guess, in the Newcastle and Hunter, so... Um, and what what about you, Ash? What are your thoughts been on the men's season so far? Have you caught much of their games? And you know, uh, how's, how's the halves going? You know, you got any feedback for them? Um, to be honest, I haven't really watched much um, much of the boys, but I was there what full game last weekend, and it was very physical, and the boys stepped it up from what I saw. Saw so, um, yeah, a few few hard hits, but yeah, all got up. I'll be right in the mix come the business end of the season. I think up there with those teams that we were just talking about, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll get into some of those sides in a moment as well when we get through to the fixtures. Um, we'll run through quickly the final ones, the Southern and Northern Conference fixtures. Uh, Cardiff, the upset win over Hamilton at 12-8. Swansea defeated Kersley 26-4 to continue what's been a very tough season for them. Katara, 24, defeated Wanji 6, and a Wobbicle 1 on forfeit over Budgeoy's second side. Uh, in the Northern Conference, we had Maitland United 34, Hinton 32 in one game. It sounds like defence might have been a bit optional there, Mick. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, Dungog 40, Tea Gardens 4, Stroud 26, Karua 16. And the pace setters, the undefeated Clarence Town Cobras, 50, defeating Patterson River 12. Can you tell me, how's a bloke like Blake Birch running, uh, around, running around in, in D grade? Yeah, I've been stirring him up on the uh, Cobras page. I've seen that. Uh, yeah. He's at, oh, we've got him and Trent Papa, actually. Yeah, that's right, Trent yeah. Papa, he's played a bit of first grade for yeah. the Pickers and over he, the years. He, did he win a title? Was it Woodbury last year? Yeah, I yeah. think he was at Woodbury. Yeah, he won the A-grade title last year. And he's out there at Cobras with Birchie. So Birchie's a very quality half and uh, reads the game very well and probably one of the best kicking games you know I've ever seen. Yeah, he's phenomenal coming through the juniors. I remember sort of refereeing him and seeing him play. And, yeah, like, you know, the world was essentially his oyster. And then, you know, obviously... He's just happy going and playing with his mates now, which is interesting. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, 
they, they dodge the regrading pencil, and at least, at least that way you don't have to come up against the both of them, mate. Yeah. Well, I'm sure would, you would have had some fun yeah, with Virtue out there. Yeah, I would. I would like to hit him late a few times. I think. <laughs> <laughs> There's always no love lost. That's what I love about these competitions too. Is that you know so many of the guys know each other from you know past endeavours, or they've played together at different clubs, or you know they've coached each other, coached different people coming through, and so. There's always a bit of banter, and you know, it's good when it gets taken to that edge. I mean, sometimes, as you said, like on the weekend, it gets a little bit heated, but you know, it's normally normally uh, the best of intentions most of the time, I think. So, um, so we we'll move on and have a look at this weekend's fixtures, and uh, we'll start with the A grade competition. And Friday night, Waratah versus Fingal Bay. Waratah sitting in fifth. Fingal Bay had their first loss on the weekend. Waratah got a couple of blokes out. Fingal potentially uh, their halves in doubt on, on the hearing, and um, they'll be touching going where they play, which would be a massive loss. Evander Waratah has been a star for them. He's come up from Asquith this year, so um, and Waratah missing a couple of their, their big forwards, so it could be an interesting matchup with both sides a little depleted. What do you, what do you think, here, Mick? Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'd have to go um, probably Fingal Bay. They, they'll still be pretty strong, I reckon, across the park. Um, I don't know, I've seen snippets of a couple of games on Bar TV and that, and yeah, I think by the sound of Finger Bay after the weekend against Dora Creek, I think they're going to be pretty tough to beat, even after they've got a couple of players out. Yeah, oh yeah. I was, I was intrigued by the co-commentator, I don't know if you caught who that was in the Finger Bay game on the weekend, John Gutherson, I think. Oh, Gutho, he's been, there's a bloke that's been around the traps, playing for uh, plenty of clubs over the years. I must be too young, I don't know him. You must be too young, yeah. I don't know Gutho. <laughs> I think he only retired right. a year or two ago, so yeah, no, he played at Nelson Bay, Port Stevens, all the other names up there, and then Fingal Bay. Um, I keep saying to Bo, all the co-coach, I sort of said, you know, you're going to bring him back, and they said, oh, he's only just short of his 100 games, I think he's about mid-50s though, but you know, <laughs> there's plenty of blokes in there on the best side of 50 still running around, Simon Chappell up at, uh, up at Stroud and doing a good job as well, so... Um, Next up, we've got uh, Dudley hosting University. Uh, Dudley had a good win against Windale, so they take on another one of the promoted sides this week. Uh, do you think the Magpies will keep going here? No, oh, I think uh, the uni boys will get up, eh? Um, they, they seem like they're going pretty good. I don't mind the uni side. They've um, got a loss, come from a loss on the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, so they did, yeah. I think they'll be uh, ready to bounce back. Bounce back, their first win in A grade. Yeah. Um, it's certainly interesting to see. They've got some good experience in Jack Young, Jared Rodham are playing in the halves and Tyler Kersley as well. So, uh, yeah, certainly be interesting to see. And talking to uh, the boys that, that took them on last week, I think Belmont South, they sort of said they just don't stop. They just don't stop. They're, they're quite, you know, a bit like, bit like you were talking about your ladies' side. They're quite a small side. They're not big and physical. Um, but, yeah, they're just 100 miles an hour the whole time. And, you know, if you've got some old head forward, sometimes that can be the last thing you want when you come back on the back end of your second stint. Yeah. And you've got some young bloke just still trying to scoot around your feet and step around, so it'd be interesting to see. I think Dudley will get up in a close one. Who do you like there, Ash? I think University. I caught the, on that Friday night game, about 10 minutes of their game, and yeah, as you said, they're pretty speedy around the ruck and just keep going. Lovely. Next one, this is probably the match of the round for mine, the Absolutely stacked team at Dora Creek, uh, and it, and I was told by Chris Marber they're welcoming back a few players this week to add in, so a few outside backs. Uh, they'll take on Belmont South over there at Neville Thompson Oval. I don't know if you've been down to the Dora Creek field. It's one of the nicest fields in Newcastle. It is absolutely magnificent the job they do out there. Yeah, our ladies played there the other week, and um, yeah, the ground's immaculate, but a bit heavy on the calves, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah look, it looks it looks nice and thick out there. It's certainly, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't mind those ones, though. They slow, when, I, when I was playing, they slowed people down to my pace a little bit more. So, uh, Can Belmont South, uh, look, you know, I, I'm hearing from Aaron Morris, they've got a couple out, which isn't going to help their cause. Can they upset the almost unstoppable at the moment, Dora Creek Swampy's wagon? No, I think Dora Creek will um, yeah, roll them this week, mate. Yeah, I think the Swampies will win at home again, Ash. You're all on board for the Swampies? Yeah. Lovely. Uh, next one, this one. You talk about physical games and fun places to visit. Windale Oval, Windale versus Cardiff. There'll be no love lost in this. Nah, she's gonna be she's gonna be good matchup, especially at Window Oval. But um, I have heard that Window um, missing a few this week. Yeah, right. I think a couple of blokes working away, and um, I think they got another bloke injured. So you know, might even up the task a bit. But Cardiff, they're gonna be strong too. Um, yeah, the additional know, one of the yeah. Jennison brothers certainly certainly sort of seemed to right their ship, and they nearly got that win against Waratah, which would have been an upset. So it's not a hard one to pick. I think I'm gonna. And, and Matt Garrick's going to crucify me for this, but um, I'm going to go with the uh, the Cobras to get an upset over at the Dale there. Uh, I'll go with the home team. 
I'll support him this week, mate. Yeah, you're going to have to split, split the difference, Ash. Who are you going for? I think Windale, the crowd, will get behind him at home and, yeah, cheer him on. So the Eagles will take down the Cobras. All right, we'll move on to B grade. And uh, I think all the games on Saturday this week, uh, we'll start with Woodbury versus Morpeth. That's a bit of a derby uh, over there at uh, Woodbury. And uh, Alfred Walbert, he, he lined up at Woodbury last year. Now he's over at Morpeth. So I'm sure they'll welcome him right back to uh, Fred Harvey Oval. Yeah, I, I think um, I think Morpeth will get chocolates there, mate. Um, yeah, I think they're just going to be too strong. They got some quality backs, a um, couple of good forwards, and I think with one of the Griffiths boys in the halves, um, yeah, they're going to be too strong for Woodbury. I think. Yeah, I, I certainly think it'll. I think I think it'll be a uh, a quality encounter out there, and as I said, there'll be no love lost between these two sides. It'll be physical, but I think, as you said, that experience there of um of, of one of the Griffiths joining the side, and then you know. Again, you know, the whale boats, you know, they, they can just turn things sometimes magically, which is, you know, a freakish skill that those two boys have got. So, yeah, I think they'll get home in uh, probably a high-scoring one. Most of Morpeth's games have been pretty high-scoring. It looks like they're playing attack over defence. They're just yeah, they're, backing um, themselves to outscore whoever they come up against. Yeah, they've got some quality backs, blokes that I used to play with. Um, Andrew Bud Roberts, Jay Smith, um, Tyrone Smith, um, Matt Roberts. Played with them at Patterson oh, years ago. Now they, they played at Paddo last year, but... Back when we were in A grade, um, you know, we had a pretty quality side, but them blokes, are, they're very good players. Yeah, you're going to make it three from three on the, on the Morpeth Bulls bandwagon, Ash? Yeah, Morpeth Bulls. Yeah, lovely. Uh, we've also got well, sort of almost a little derby in this competition, West Walls End versus Shortland. This one will be an interesting one out at West Walls End. Another one, it's one of the things I love about Newcastle Matter Rugby League. So many of the grounds have just got their own unique character. That ground, it doesn't seem to matter what time of day you go out there, it is cold. It's not welcoming. The sheds are just bare bones. You know, they, they, and the crowd do, they get a massive crowd in there and they sit up on that end hill and they just abuse the living daylights out of the opposition. Yeah, that end hill, that's the worst, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Always no. cop abuse there. I was going to say, mate, as a half, you know, you're standing almost on the trial and waiting, waiting for the kickoff. <laughs> you'd be hearing some good feedback if you're down that end, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've actually played there. Um, but, yeah, it's very hard to go to old uh, West Walls end. I've seen a few of the few people make the mistake of turning around and trying to get involved in, in verbal combat <laughs> with them, and that does not work out very well for you. Uh, most of them are fueled pretty heavily uh, by the blue cans and um, have some pretty witty comebacks and put people in their place very quickly. So, uh, are they going to get the job done at home here, Westwell's then? Yeah, mate, I'll um, tip Kai Yonke's team. Um, he'll be good up front, and uh, I think they'll, they'll get the win. Yeah, they're quite strong up front, Kai Yonke and young Dan Melmoth as well, and, uh, and Jack Begley coming out either out of nine or in the halves. So, I'll be going the Magpies as well there. Ash, you going to make it three from three again? Yeah. Lovely. Next up, we've got Katara hosting Glendale. As we said, Katara knocked off Malibula last week. Glendale led around by the evergreen Troy Forbes. Who's it going to be here, Ash? Is it going to be the Bears or the Gorillas? Probably the Gorillas. Glendale Gorillas. Yep. Lovely. Who are you going for here, Mick? Oh, I might go uh, Katara at home, I think. Katara at home. I'm hearing whispers that um, Lee Abel's been... Uh, you know, getting getting some other numbers down to training. They started the two wins last week, so is know. Lee playing this year? Well, I, I don't know the team sheets I've seen. I haven't seen him on there, yeah, but you know, I would I, would, I wouldn't be putting it past him to pull him on at some point. But maybe he might, you know, at his advanced age, uh, be a bit more suited to the to the second team. And he'll hate that I said that. <laughs> might be waiting for the five rounds. Yeah, exactly. Make make sure, make sure they don't get <laughs> regrowed. Off old Lee. Yeah, well, that's it. So, so, that, I, I think Katara will be quite strong here, and. Um, They've got a lot of guys similar to yourselves where they're sort of in and out, week in, week out, I think. just And so you quite often see a big variation. But they're at home here. I think they'll step up and they'll sneak home and what'll be a quality encounter against Glendale. Yeah. Uh, and the final match of the round, and uh, this one's a big one up at Malibula. Uh, this is the match of the round for me. Malibula host East Maitland, and Lee Kelly is a bloke that's been running around for Malibula for God knows how many years. Chalks up his 200th game, which is no mean feat. So congrats to Lee on that. Uh, and yeah, Malibula are really trying to turn this into a big festival day up there. So if... Uh, if you're out and about in the Bay areas uh, or the Tilligary Peninsula, get out, get out to Malibula, the Vince Woodman Oval there. It's um, it's actually a really nice ground as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of it when it's uh, up and running. Um, but uh, Malibula, they had their first blip last weekend. Can the Griffins make it a second loss at home for the Panthers? No, I think the Panthers will get up at home. So, yeah. yeah, I'm expecting a big one from Lee in his 200th, and he'll lead them out, I'd say, and uh, hopefully they can chalk a win for him. Actually, going to make it three from three on the Panthers, yeah. or are you going to be a bit different? No, nah, Malibula. Malibula as well. Lovely. Uh, we'll move on to the C grade. This is the stuff where you guys are going to come into your own. Um, Friday night, it's the Bar TV game. Morissette versus Raymond Terrace. You guys came up against the Terrace last week. Can they uh, knock off Morissette, or is it going to be the Bulls with the win down there at 
um, Gibson Oval. No, I think the the Bulls will um, get two points. They'll be pretty quality, so um, especially at home on a Friday night. Yeah, I literally just looked at my phone. I've got a, a message from Reese, who's their coach. He said they're, they're back to almost full strength after three weeks of injury, so that's a bit ominous for Brooke Roach and his boys going all the way. That's a fair trek, too, on a Friday night, Raymond Terrace down to uh, Morissette, so... We talked about it before, that ground's going to be very cold. There'll be fog rolling in. It won't yeah. be the most welcoming place to be on a Friday night if you're not 100% keen to be playing footy. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll be going Morris at Bulls as well. Ash, three from three again. Yep. Yeah, lovely. Uh, moving on, uh, we've got uh, Saturday, 2 o'clock, Walls End, Maryland, hosting the Abermain Western Hawks. Have you, uh, what have you seen? We said before we haven't seen Walls End, Maryland. Mick, have you guys come up against, I think, have you seen Abermain yet? Yeah, we uh, come up in against them in a trial, um, but they're a completely different side um, than a trial. I didn't play them last game where our team beat them at uh, Curry, but um, I've heard that they've uh, signed a couple extra players, so they might be a little bit stronger. Um, but I think um, Grange Oval, Walls End, Maryland, um, yeah, they're going to be very hard to beat. Time for Lowy to step up and put on a show, I reckon. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to go Walls End, Maryland to win this one, um, probably by a couple of tries. I'm going to be uh, different here and go Abermain. Go, go the closer to home. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting to see. They must, I'm guessing they're doing the works after, obviously, the the, green, uh, the clubhouse burnt down last year because they've been playing their home games at Curry and they played a doubleheader out at Jeffrey Park the other week. So uh, it's not nice, though, when you back up grounds Curry Sports Ground. It's not a bad little place to be able to take your games to, is it? No, and that, that field, I've seen pictures of it from the other weekend and that field actually looks good. But, yeah, I think they're playing out of curry for the rest of the year now. Okay. So not a bad field. No, not too bad at all. Obviously, uh, Newcastle and Hunter would be, would be A's with Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, tell you what, I, I, play, I remember playing junior games on a Friday night up there. If they take some Friday nights, that's a cold place. We talk yeah. about cold places. And another one, if you get the right crowd in the right spots there, that it's um, not the most welcoming. So uh, move on. Saturday, uh, this, is a, this is a road trip and a half. Budgiewoy host Gloucester at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday afternoon. What time do you reckon Gloucester are going to get back to Gloucester on Saturday night, Ash? I have no idea. Where <laughs> but Budgie was down the Central Coast, so oh, yeah. yeah, not quite as far as Berkeley Vale, but nearly. So that'll give you a bit of an idea. Yeah, it's well, a fair trip. Get to the pub too late. That's for sure. It'll be worse when they play Torkins. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that'll be that'll be the longest road trip in, in Newcastle and the Hunter Valley. I, I think we've been stitched up. We got you know plenty of road trips. Three uh, Central Coast yeah, sort oh, of right. teams and Gloucester. Three Central. <laughs> oh yeah, Swansea. Yep. Yeah. No. No. So this is the, uh, the third Budgie Central Oi, Coast. Tall Timbers, Morissette. Oh, Morissette, yeah, they're almost the track Morissette, you know. That's uh, all right, mate. Just get the bus organised <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you'll be, you know, le- leading the kangaroo court on the bus on the way home or something. We'll have to open the wallet up, I think, eh? Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> mate, just tell the Rutherford Hotel the only way you can get everyone back here is if the courtesy bus takes us all the way down. Um, and speaking of you guys, you do take on Tall Timbers this weekend. Uh, this one's going to be a bumper clash. Their side's looking quite strong after they've bounced around the grades. They started in D, they went to B, they came back to C and... I think it's probably about the right measure. They had a big win last week, but um, I'm guessing at 12 o'clock on a Sunday, a bit of a different time. As we said, you blokes will be looking to uh, really, I guess, claim that top spot on the ladder as your own. Yeah, top of the table clash. So um, hopefully we get a big crowd here on Sunday and 12 o'clock, they'll have to get up early and travel down. So hopefully they get on the sauce a bit on Saturday night. So that's probably home about 7 o'clock. <laughs> There's some so, road, road trips and a half in this competition this week, as you said. Uh, well, you know, I'd be I'd be pretty brave to not tip you blokes when I'm sitting here in an Aberglass and shirt as well. So <laughs> I'll be going the ants, and you know, I expect you to get across for at least one meat pie, mate. No, oh, I'm not playing this weekend. I'm playing? out. Yeah, I'm on. I'm uh, working day shift. So ah, no good. Um, yeah, we got a few out. Uh, that's just week to week. We got plenty of numbers on the book, so um, 33 players, and just got to rotate a bit. And so who's going to be steering the boys around this week in the, the six and seven? Um, I think we've got uh, Shannon Miller and. Joel, Joel Mears, they've been yep. um, playing six and seven. I've actually been playing fullback, mate. Fullback? Yeah. yeah. How are you over the high ball these days? Oh, mate. mate I've houses? I think I've been going pretty good. I haven't dropped one yet. Has anyone been peppering you much? Uh, no. Um, Terrace actually put one up on the weekend and had a bit of pressure, and I thought I'd done well. So you, I played fullback in my junior days. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't have the speed like I, I used to. Yeah, it's about it's about having the smarts now, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't it. I don't envy. I think I played once when I was at Lakes. I played fullback, and I think um, I was playing against South, and the boys knew me, and they uh, yeah they put up about four or five, and as you can imagine, I was zero from five. So they still kept leaving me there. I said, look, you got to move me on. You can't put props at fullback. Is <laughs> not right. Yeah, he's got to be confident. But um, I'm actually enjoying it there. Um, so it's good. I'll play anywhere for the team, mate. 
Yeah, it's going to turn up, get a run, have a game for you with the boys, and go and have a beer afterwards. Isn't That's it? it. As long as everyone gets on and um, has a bit of fun and yeah, has a beer after the game. Uh, exactly, and I, I don't think I need to ask you actually your tip in here. I guess let, let's by how much and who's going to be best on ground. Uh, I think it's going to be a close, close game. So I'm going to go by six to our boys, and um, Wiz I reckon will go pretty good. Big Justin Wiserack, yeah. yeah, he's been going good. Yeah, he's he's got... been. Player of the uh, player of the match yeah. the last two weekends or, yeah. or two out of the three in red hot form. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's all the tip. He's the man to stop. Yeah, he's got to work out which one he is now. Don't we? Won't give that away. <laughs> Everyone knows him when they get hit by him, so yeah. he um, puts some big shots on, and you know um, that's what brings the crowds back to this footy, though, isn't it? The big physical stuff as well as you know a bit of the flash. So. Uh, that'll be a cracker of a game. I'll be um, seeing if I can sneak a leaf pass and duck down here at least to get one of the games in, but we'll see how we go. Um, and so that's the C grade. We'll jump into the Northern Conference and we'll see Karua take on Maitland United on Saturday at 2 o'clock up there at Lionel Morton Oval. Uh, Maitland United has been very sort of hot and cold in their results. They win some games by big scores. They, they lose some by massive margins. And then, you know, the next game they'll be right in the arm wrestle. The one thing all their games seem to have had in common is, and most of the games in this comp have had plenty of points. Yeah, yeah, defence isn't really a key, is it? No, I don't That's all age footy, but... Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're, we're looking at degrade here. Like, I think, you know, well, my, my, my football career was built on the um, adage of, you know, tackling's optional, so, you know, and we're, so I guess we'll see how these guys go. But who do we like here? Karua, obviously, sitting right at the bottom of the ladder, and um, I think, unfortunately, in our, our power rankings we released this week, they, uh, they had the dreaded 53rd rank out of 53 teams, so they might be looking to bounce back. That might be the motivation they need. Oh, it's very hard to pick them, isn't it? Certainly is. Uh, <laughs> hey, some someone's got to sit at the bottom, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how what sort of team mate the United scrounge up to get up to there to Karua. And uh, who are you going for here, mate? Yeah, I think I'll uh, go Maitland United to win that one. What about you, Ash? The, the guys from Karua, or is it going to be the Karua Roos to get the job done? Maitland United there. I'm going to go the upset here. I'm going to go Karua to win their first game of the season. As I said, Maitland United have been a bit hot and cold, and I'm back just back on them being cold this week. And, Karua hopefully capitalising and maybe the boys will be motivated after seeing some of those hits on Facebook from the girls. They might have to step up their game. Uh, next up, Patterson Hinton. Uh, as you said before, one of the clubs you've played for. Uh, no love lost between these two teams there. They've been playing against each other for many years. Uh, up at the Patterson ground on 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock on Saturday. I'm going to go with the River Boys to get it done. I'm sure you will be too, Mick. Oh, uh, yeah. oh he's up in the I, air. I think, yeah, I think... I actually think I'll, I'll be tipping Hinton. Um, yeah, so I think Hinton will get the job done up there, mate. Lovely. What about you, uh, I'm going to go Patterson. Patterson at yeah. home. Lovely. Yeah. Next up, and this one, I've earmarked this is the match of the round in the Northern Conference. We've got Stroud versus Dungog. Is it going to be the Raiders or the Warriors winning this one? Uh, Stroud sitting fourth, Dungog sitting second. They've only lost one game. So you think, you know, if the bookies are pricing up, Dungog might be slight favourites, although home ground plays into the Raiders' hands. No, nah, I think Dungog Warriors, they'll get up, mate, up at Shroud. And what about you, Ash? Yeah, Dungog. I've got to go with my old mate Chapo at 50, 50 <laughs> 51 years of age, still wandering around and scoring meat pies. I'll, I'll back him in again for a meat pie and get it done in uh, probably in a close one. Final game of the round in the Northern Conference is 2 o'clock on Sunday up at Mile Park. Tea Gardens hosting Clarence Town. What's the margin going to be here? Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. First, first, be, seventh. Yeah, that's going to be Clarence Town, I think. Yeah, it'll be up around the 50. I was going to say, it'll be another, another half ton. Blake, Blake Birch with a personal haul of about 20 or 30 points. <laughs> They're giving the leading point score right now. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. killing it Is up there. Is he kicking the goals? He would be. Yeah, he would. Jeez, yeah. he wouldn't let he's anyone else. He's a good goal kicker. He's a good yeah. goal kicker. And even if there was someone else, I'm sure Birch would be grabbing that tee pretty quickly. So yeah. Just hope he's not listening to this podcast because he had to be that big. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm sure, I'm sure he can give you a ring and you'll cut him right back down to size, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll move on to the Southern Conference and wrap these... Newcastle and Hunter games up. We've got uh, 1.30 on Saturday afternoon. Katara, they host Cardiff, their two second-tier sides. Um, be interesting to see it. You know, it's really interesting, these teams that have got two teams in the competition because you just don't know if, you know what the top teams required, you know, work and those sort of things. But um, I think last week um, we had the upset result for uh, the previously undefeated Hamilton Ducks. They went down to Cardiff, so Cardiff getting the upset win there after not probably showing too much, so... Maybe that form will carry through, and I'll probably go the Cobras on the road here. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay with the Cobras as well, mate. Yeah, three from three. Three from three, lovely. We're all in agreement. Uh, next up, 
the place that Ash doesn't know where it is, Budgie Boy, they host Swansea. This is almost a local derby, Mick. Yeah, nearly. The Swansea Swans there on top after Hamilton's loss last week, and I tip that they will, um, as long as Budgie Boy can get a side, they'll um, still get the win either way, I think. Yeah, I've heard that uh, Budgie Boy, they're struggling with injuries. Um, I think that's why they forfeited last week. Um, But, yeah, I think Swansea, they'll get up. Certainly got to give a shout out to Budgie. There was a buy in this competition originally. Budgie, we had the C-grade team. They had a few blokes that weren't playing. And then they said to, I think, Dave Wild, you know, how many do we need to get on the books? And they just went around and rustled up everyone they could to try and get two teams. But I would expect they'll get a second team. You might have some guys that might play two games. Yeah. But, you know, they'll, they'll turn out do what they can. But, yeah, I don't I don't think it'll be their day against a strong Swansea side that's uh, including one of the Stockton A-grade grand finalists from last year, Daniel Bauer. So... Uh, not bad when you go down from A grade to D grade. He's doing a Blake Birch, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Strolling through the defence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next up, over at the Duck Pond, Learmonth Oval at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Hamilton host Kersley. I think this one might be a bit like that Clarence Town game. I think it's going to be a cricket score at Learmonth. Yeah, up the mighty Ducks. The Ducks. <laughs> I, I think they're going to be inundated with signing requests for next year. They're the most <laughs> social team I've ever seen. I love that they describe themselves as a bunch of drinkers with a football problem. So, and, and based on that, you know, I'm sure Ash, are going to go with the Ducks as well? Yeah, I can't go past that. The mighty Ducks, I like it. And next up, the uh, Westlakes derby, Wanji host a Wobbacool. This a Wobbacool side's got plenty of experience. Names like Shannon Maven, Rob Briggs and the likes. Um, Wanji's a bit hot and cold, but um, yeah, I, th- I think a Wobbacool down there at Wanji Oval will get the job done and uh, chalk themselves another win, Mick. Yeah, Wobbacool United, I'll keep, mate. Yeah, Wobbacool there. Wobbacool as well, lovely. So that's all the Newcastle and Hunter will quickly run through. We got ahead of ourselves last week and went through and did a preview of all this weekend's Newcastle Rugby League. So we'll just run through and do some tips. But first of all, the Rebels had a good win uh, over the Ron Massey Cup side. And I see Matt Blantry, uh, you would have come across Matt in your days playing, mate. Um, yeah. Has been appointed as the Pioneers coach. Yeah, that's, that's um, good news. And um, yeah, Matt's a really good bloke and obviously doing good things for um, especially his academy he's got. And, yep. Um, going well down there at West this year. Didn't have much luck last year, but um, that wasn't going to happen two years in a row at West, was it? Nah, nah. They've got some good signings, and um, it's good to see the Rebels get up and win that game. Yeah, lovely. And we, we might start with that team you just talked about. West. They travel over to Towns and Oval. They take on South. This the old derby game. This one. Uh, can South stop their undefeated run, or is it just going to be West continuing to march on? Nah, I think I think uh, West will get over them. Um, look at the quality halves they got. Um, yeah, and I think Ryan Walsh has been playing off the bench. Ryan Walsh off the bench, and you've got Ryan Walker, who normally is up to half playing in the back row. Sam Keenan, who also plays in the half, playing at fullback. More playmakers than anyway, mate. They've got more playmakers yeah. than the other guys in with you at fullback, mate. Yeah, they, they don't need uh, forwards. Just use their backs, mate. Oh, I, saw, I saw Ryan Walker <laughs> pretty much run over the top of the bloke the other week, and I'm like, Ryan Walker would be all of about, I don't know, 82 kilos, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't lack heart. Um, He's obviously taking the lead of his brother and just trying to step up to uh, Cody's standards, I think. <laughs> um, so you going for West there or South, Ash? West there. Yeah, I'm going with West in... Um, I, think, I think they'll actually be pretty comfortable. They might rattle South's cage there, which won't be what uh, Andrew Bobcat Ryan wants to hear. Uh, the Saturday games, though, in the Newcastle Rugby League are Central versus Cessnock. Both these sides broke their duck in the last round. Who's going to go um, and make it two from two wins for the season here? Uh, I think uh, I'll go to the Butcher Boys. I'm going to go to the Goannas on the road. I just think uh, the Butcher Boys still struggling to gel. Ethan Cook, a really good player, but still struggling to adjust for moving from the back row back to 5'8". Yeah, I'm going to go the Goeys there. The Goeys there, yeah. lovely. The Bar TV game, Curry versus Maitland. This is one that, speaking of no love lost, uh, Maitland have been in pretty good form uh, in recent weeks, uh, and certainly they've got a pretty good side on paper. I've been really impressed. I don't know if you've caught any of their footy. Fraser Price has come up from West. Yeah. Been very strong for them in the half, so... Uh, yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing the, the matchup of the, the halves here, Haynes and Porter against uh, Price. I think that might be the decisive factor. Port's the, the seasoned old veteran wandering around over there still and showing the young kids how it's done. Yeah, I think it should be a good local derby, that one. Um, yeah, I, I think I've got to go to Pickers. I'll have to follow my good mate, Pete Cronin, up front. Yeah, um, Maltese International. Actually, yeah, I think he actually played lock on the weekend. Uh, the other weekend. A bit of versatility in his career now. Yeah, he'd come over from Curry, so um, I think the pickers will get up. He'll, yeah. he'll be welcome. He'll be welcome back to, uh, with a nice. Uh, yeah, the crowd will certainly take notice of Pete there. I think this year. Yeah, I think I think um, they'll be into him. Yeah, I'm gonna go go with my mate the freak. I'm gonna tip Curry to win this one, but I think it'll be a uh, pretty entertaining one. Uh, always is when these two sides come together. Where's your loyalties line here, Ash? Uh, I'm gonna go Maitland Pickers here. Yeah. Maitland Pickers, yeah. all right, lovely. 
Uh, and the final game of the round is the Lake Macquarie Shield. It is Lakes United hosting Macquarie. Uh, Lyndon Shepherd's first game in charge after Glen Aglin had to vacate the seat due to work commitments. Uh, can they get Lyndon his first win, or will it be Betridge's boys, the Scorps, with a win? Oh, I'll have to tip Lakes, I think, mate. I think Lakes will get up. Yeah, as an ex-Lakes boy, I'm going to have to lean, lean to the Seagulls while Lakes are mates. So I'll stick with them, and I'll, I'll say Lakes. I reckon this one's going to be a, another cracker of a game. I'm going to go, it's going to be 28-24. I think it'll be plenty of points on offer. Um, but Lakes will have a bit too much. I'm still not sure about the Scorps with probably a lack of, you know, I was going to say genuine, but a recognised halves pairing. Um, I think it's either Isaac or Randall Briggs playing there. They're really missing Scott and Todd Harrell. That's, you know, they're hard players to replace. Um, certainly in that sort of element as well. And look, yeah, they'll be right in the game, but I think Lakes will get it done. Who are you going for, Ash? Lakes there. Lakes as well. All right, lovely. Well, thanks very much for your time tonight, guys. Uh, really appreciate you know, hosting me down here at the Ants Nest. Uh, everyone, make sure you try and get down here on Sunday. We've got, what time is it, uh, first game, Mick? Uh, ladies League tag at 11. Ladies League tag at 11. Men's at, men's at 12. And Ash, your girls at? 1.30. So come down and watch a hat-trick of wins for the Ants. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of festivities and uh, frothies flowing as well down here. It'll be a great day out. So, uh, And obviously Saturday as well. You know, I've uh, promised the boys up at the Bull that, that, that we'll encourage some people to get up there as well, celebrate Lee Kelly's 200th game. It's not easy to chalk up 200 games at one club. It's not easy to chalk up 200 games. You've probably got there by now oh. in total. Yeah, in total. What, what would I've be been to a few clubs. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, um, I think uh, our old friend Shane Tabber called you Slim Dusty one day. Mate, not that he can talk. <laughs> Nah, he's seen more clubs than me, I'd, I'd say. <laughs> he's but... played for probably a few more years than you have too, though. He's yeah. got a couple of years on you. Yeah, I'm set here now, mate. <laughs> yeah, lovely, mate. This, this will be home for the rest of it. Yeah. How many more years do you reckon you got in you? Oh, I don't know. Another dozen or so? Not many. <laughs> I want to see these young fellas come through, mate, and um, yeah, I'll step aside. When, when the, yeah, I reckon you'll be that bloke, though, you know, in 10 or 12 years' time, they get there and go with shorts and someone stand on the wing and... Mick, oh, I've got some boots in the ute. I'll be right to go. Yeah, no worries. Oh, I'll definitely be a fill-in. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, ne never retire, just stop playing. Yeah. Yeah, no, lovely. Well, best of luck to both sides. Uh, for you guys and obviously the ladies' league tag as well. Um, and again, yeah, as I said, thanks for coming down and uh, joining me tonight here at the Ant Nest. Uh, everyone who's tuning in, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check out our social media, League Castle Oz on Facebook, League Castle AU on Twitter. Um, and make sure you get in the comments and um, give us some feedback on how you think the guys went co-hosting tonight. I think you've done pretty well. Um, Ash struggled to get a word in Edgeways with me going here, but that's all right. But um, enjoy your local footy this weekend. There's plenty of it on, and uh, I guess we'll catch everyone next week, and uh, I guess go the Ants. Yeah, up the Ants. Yeah.